I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. All right, everybody, welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Got Clay Mills with me in the studio here today, virtually. And we're going to talk about why we think co-writing is so important. Um, And Clay said he has a quote he wants to start with. (laughs) Well, yes, it's from a recent podcast we did, Marty, with John Knight. And I asked him what he thought was the single most important thing that a young songwriter should learn. And he said, co-writing, trying to figure out who you are in the room every day. And I just thought that was a very interesting comment because a lot of times songwriters, when they want to become better songwriters, really study melody and lyrics and, and you know, those obvious things. But co-writing is very often overlooked. And, you know, to me, it's songs aren't hit songs aren't written they're co-written throughout history co-writing teams have just dominated um you know the hits and and not just hits but just great songs in general yeah we clay and some of you we maybe use some video clips from this podcast but we've written a book called the songwriter's guide to mastering co-writing where we tell a lot of our um, mistakes we made along the way but also give people a lot of pointers on how to do it so that, you know, you can get a lot of the nuts and bolts from that. But we we want to talk today mainly just about why we think it's so important. And, you know, I'll start. I, I think for me, I am much, much stronger lyrically than I am melodically. And if I had not co-written, I don't believe I would have any hits because especially early in my career, melodically, I was just not strong enough. And so my songs were were weak melodically when I tried to write them by myself. So my first publisher really encouraged me to um, start looking for people that were great with melodies to work with so that I could learn from them uh, melodically, but also so my songs instantly became better. And, you know, I could have maybe tried to... um, work on melody for 10 years and I would get to the point where I was a world-class melody person but it was much more efficient and much more fulfilling to me to just find people the next day that I could write with that were already great at that yeah I agree and I mean I don't know you're talented enough you may have figured out how to um, have a hit completely by yourself but man that's a tall mountain and, you know, the old adage of two heads or two hearts are better than one. I, I really believe that. And, you know, not just from the standpoint of making the song better because everyone involved really has a strength that they're bringing to the table. But, you know, when I write with great lyricists like a Tia Sillers or you or, I mean, I learn a lot about lyric writing just by surrounding myself with great lyric writers. So that enabled me when I showed up to write with an artist that needed my help with lyrics. Um, All of a sudden I was much better than when I started out because I was used to, you know, I would just ask myself, well, what would, you know, this Tia Sillers do or what would Marty Dotson do in this situation? And it really allowed me to become a better overall writer. Yeah, I mean, lately I have even discovered that um, there'll be times in a co-write where I go, 
I have got this melody idea. I'm not sure, you know, maybe since I'm not good, maybe I shouldn't throw it out, but I'll throw it out. And even the melody people in the room will go, oh, that's awesome. That's better than what we were doing. So, yeah, like you, I find that I'm contributing a lot melodically these days, but it's just nice to go into the right knowing that I don't have to. And, you know, I don't I don't have to operate outside my strength uh, if I don't need to, you know, because I know that they're going to cover it. You know, and I've learned a lot from your book about melody writing, you know, so th- there's still things I'm learning there, but that learning curve can take people a long time, you know, and if you're if you're starting out and you're 18, maybe you can learn to be world class at everything. But like you say, if you look at the charts, you're going to find that probably 99% of the songs that are hits are co-written songs. Why do you think that is? Well, a couple of things. I know for myself that I'm more likely to show up every day and write if I've got an appointment than if I if I wake up, I don't have an appointment and, you know, emails start coming in, the phone rings, you know, you got to take care of this around the house. I mean, there's a million distractions. But if I know at 10 a.m. or if it's an evening ride at 9 p.m. in the evening doesn't matter what time it is if I've got to be there and show up it you know I'm I'm liable much more likely to show up because I don't want to be unprofessional and then the other thing is I I think it's just fun to show up and write with someone and people can tell with the final song if you had a good time writing it or if you were crying when you wrote it you Mm -hmm. know I've heard you say that if, if you weren't crying when you wrote it, then how can you expect the listener to cry when they hear it? So I, I think it just there's something about hanging out with another writer or two and just, you know, having a good time. And, you know, that that energy kind of comes across in the final song. Yeah, I think the way I look at it, like writing by myself feels like work and writing with other people that are really talented feels like play you know it, it it's just like we get in the room we have a good time uh, we have lots of creative ideas flowing around and it's just like you've mentioned you talk about the creative river i think in the in the co-write it's much easier to find that creative river because you've got so many people contributing to the process and it just makes things exponentially more creative and more fun and it's also you know i like to have somebody to bounce things off of so if i'm writing by myself i'll write 12 verses and i don't know which two are the best verses and i you know i just get bogged down in the minutiae of it and and if i was writing with someone i could go hey which of these do you like better and you could probably instantaneously tell me which one you like better yeah it's that outside perspective when we get all wrapped up in our heads but you know keeping that flow going while you're writing a song if if I'm writing with you and I get stuck on a line, well, you can jump in and come up with a solution and then we're off, you know, flowing again. But if you're writing by yourself, oftentimes you've got to put the song down, come back a couple of days later and hope that you see it from a different angle. It's it's just a whole different thing. And I'm not saying that people should never write songs by themselves. I mean, there have been great songs that have been written um just solo rights but i think that um these days you know it's really important that your co-writing skills are down 
And, you know, it's from the standpoint also of business wise. If you and I write a song together and our, you have your team and I have my team and they're both out there trying to get that song to, you know, whoever, Kenny Chesney or Blake Shelton, um, you know, we have two teams working on that song. If we have a third co-writer, then you've got three teams working that song. So it just builds on itself um, in all kinds of ways when you co-write. You know, another thing I think people don't always think about either is that it's fun to succeed with someone else, you know? So uh, with the people that have co-written my number ones, we have this special bond together because we've, we got to the top of the mountain together. And, you know, it's just cool when you, you know, when you, if you get a song cut by yourself that you're really excited about, who do you call, you know, but, <laughs> but if, you know, Ghostbusters, uh, exactly. But, you know, like uh, when I got a Kenny Chesney cut recently, I call my co, you know, the first people I want to call are my co-writers because we can share in that excitement. And, um, I think that, camaraderie is is just something that you can't get by yourself you know or, or any other way yes we we often have people come to songtown and say you know well i think there's just more i think it's selling out to co-write you know because i think you should you know a, a song should be your you know one person's perspective what would you say to that person that's that came to you and said that well I will say that one person's perspective often is one person's perspective. It's not a universal perspective. And if you want a song that's going to reach and affect everyone that hears it, that you really need to have a universal perspective. And I've heard you tell a story where you wrote a song that was so personal about your grandmother that no one you know, that heard it could really relate to that story because it what didn't make them think of their grandmother. You know, so if you and I and someone, an artist, are in the room co-writing, if we come up with a perspective that all three of us can relate to, then I think often it has a much greater chance of affecting more people because it's kind of been put through the process of nothing's going into that song that we don't all feel right yeah i think it's really easy to lose sight of um we think our story is universal so we think the way our family operated or the things that my my grandmother did or said we think that well that's probably how everybody's grandparents were but that's not the case you know and in that instance if i could have been in the room with you or somebody else i could have ran that idea by you and got you to go and well that's not really my grandmother wasn't like that at all you know that wasn't my experience and we could have probably taken that title and turned it into something that was cool and and more universal so yeah i think it just gives you um instantaneously a a a broader perspective on your ideas and your experience absolutely you know there's one thing we haven't talked about yet that you know, is very important concept when it comes to co-writing, and that is the song is king. And many times, and I'm guilty of this when I started out writing, something would happen to me, and I would be like, okay, I was in a relationship, and she said this, 
and then that led to this and then this happened and then you know and and so i sit down to write the song and i've got to put everything exactly like it happened in real life mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily the direction that the song wants to go you know so when we talk about the song is king to me it's it's taking that inspiration for a song from real life but then being open to where that song needs to go you know um richard lee a hall of fame writer told me one time never get never let the truth get in the way of a good story <laughs> yeah and you know, most go ahead yeah i mean and he wasn't promoting lying but he was talking about the song has to go where it needs to go yeah mo- most of our real life experiences are not poignant enough for a lot of people to be interested in them so we have to kind of take that experience and base the song off that experience and then say what what would make the most people relate to that song yes and you know when i first started writing co-writes got very very frustrating because it seemed like there was always someone in the room who insisted on you know having their way you know they wanted all their lines in the song they knew exactly how the song was supposed to go and did you ever have that experience absolutely you know and people that would fight for a line we uh, we talk about you know you have to be willing to kill your darlings you, you know if you're if you're trying to serve the song there may be a line that was great in the beginning but where the way the song evolved it's not great anymore and it's hurting the song and you have to be willing to take that out i used to write with amy mayo who was a big hit songwriter um and she had a great way to manage that so if if she threw out a line that was great but it didn't help the song she had a notebook she kept with her and she would put that line in her notebook to use later and she had a way she categorized them and everything but um, it allowed her to not have to feel like she was throwing that good line away. She was still keeping it to use later, but she was acknowledging that it wasn't helping the song that we were writing at the moment. And so, that, you know, that can be a way, if people are really tied to a great line, that can be a way to to kind of acknowledge it's not working here, but it is great, and I'll figure out a way to use it later on. Yeah, and I've always said the hardest thing is replacing a great line with the right line, you know, and it's that process of letting go. And I th- think that's why the more experience you get in co-writing, you can step back and go, okay, the song is king here, not my ego, um, not what, this is a great line, but maybe the song wants to go in a different direction here. Yeah. You know, I have people too that will tell me, you know, I tried co-writing once and it just didn't work. And my response to them is, was your wife the first person you went out with? You know, because most of the time we don't find compatible collaboration by in our first experience. You know, it's kind of a learning process that, you know, so we always encourage people to try it a bunch, you know, and and really uh, learn how to present yourself so that you can, you know, if Clay and I just set up a co-write and we get in the co-write and we find out we're both lyricists, we're in trouble. It's probably not going to be a great song. But if if I'm able to say on the front end, hey, Clay, what do you, what's your strength as a songwriter? And Clay can say, I think my strengths are grooves and melodies, but I also do lyrics. So I can go, oh, okay, maybe we'll work together because I participate a little bit melodically, but 
I'm primarily a lyricist. And, you know, so some there's some things like that that you would do before you went out on a date with somebody. You know, you have a little conversation to see if you're compatible. And, you know, you, so you can do some things like that. But it, it's also, it might take a few tries before you start finding uh, your tribe of people that uh, you you really are going to succeed with and you you think work really well do you have any tips for people on um how to be a good co-writer yeah and you know i think what you were touching on with relationships you know did was your wife the first person you dated well sometimes that happens you know and people are very lucky but other times i know with myself it, I didn't have really the tools to have successful relationships when, you know, I first started dating and, and later on. It took me a while and I had to really learn how to have a good relationship. But it's not something you learn in school. It's not taught. And I, I think co-writing similar is that everybody says, oh, yeah, I want to co-write. And, you know, they jump into these co-writing relationships and they get frustrated so I think one of the reasons we started doing the um, ultimate co-writing crash course in Songtown, and I think one of the big things about that is we started teaching people skills so that they made all of their co-writes better, made them go smoother, made them end the day with better songs. And there's definitely techniques and there's definitely skills that you need to have to make co-writing go better. Um, I know just from like the first time we did the class, Andrew Kavanaugh and Kevin Rowe met. Um, neither one of them had done a ton of co-writing, but we gave them some training. They, they, you know, fit together well with their skills. And a year later, they have a number one song in Australia with an Australian artist. So it's definitely something you can learn. Yeah, and it's, you know, that wasn't the first song they wrote. It, it, even though the, the first song they wrote, they had a good experience. Mm -hmm. Their first song they wrote was not this hit, but they enjoyed the experience. They thought they had complimentary talent, so they kept working together, and then they wrote the song that went number one. And that's kind of, Clay mentioned the class. We're, that class starts September 13th, is that right, Clay? Yes. So we're, we're doing a co-writing class. And one of the things... Um, you're welcome to sign up for it. If you go to songtown.com, you can sign up for that class and you actually get a free month of Songtown for being in the class. We'll um, put a link below. We will. But in, um, you <laughs> Shameless know, plug. Uh, that's right. Another thing that we teach in that class that we think is so important is that you want to work with people that understand how the business works and how co-writing relationships work and what happens to the song after you write it. And those are the kind of things we teach in that class too. So that, you're not writing with somebody who's just going to go out and do crazy things with a song that you don't approve of, that kind of deal. And, and so there's a lot that goes into understanding what sort of business relationship you're, you're entering into when you co-write, how that can be beneficial to you, how it can be not beneficial if you, you, know, if you don't work it the right way. So it, it's important to educate yourself on how to be uh, a good business person as well as a good collaborator. Yes, we, we get emails weekly saying things like, my co-writer just signed a single song 
contract with the publisher do i have to sign that contract and you know so then we have to go through explaining no you're separate you, you can you know keep your publishing and so uh, all these things will be helpful for you to know before you start co-writing you know should i ask for part of a master if my co-writer does the tracks like there's so many different angles um that if you just have a little education about it you'll set yourself up better for the future exactly so if you're interested in that class um it'll be a three-week class starts september 13th there'll be a link in the show notes um and if you have questions about co-writing feel free to reach out to me or clay marty at songtown.com or clay at songtown.com absolutely and uh, we'd love you to for you to check out the songtown website and just give us your email you can get 10 free videos to kind of see what it's about Clay, thanks for that. Hope everybody learned some things about co-writing. And if you want to learn more, we got lots of opportunities, whether it's the class or the book or um, just other resources in Songtown. All right, we'd like to leave you with a song or at least always feature a song in the show uh, because we are all about songwriters and we love to support and encourage songwriters that are on their way up. This song is called Is This Seat Taken? And it was written by Dima Homsey, Gail Silverman, and Sharon Roach, all Songtown members. So I hope you enjoy, hope you have a great week, and that you write the best song of your life sometime this week. Take care. On a bus, headed out of town, chasing the big screen, window seat, Headphones on, streaming through my new songs Saw this cute guy, I the place next to me Needed space, quiet time for me I kinda hoped he'd leave But it was too late when he leaned in and said Is this he taking? A flirty look in his eye Is this he taking? Guess I'm stuck with him on this ride Taking on my, my, my Yeah, I'm stuck with him on this ride Ride He sat down, said hello there Where you heading? Got your guitar, let me guess You gonna be the next big star I smiled and said that's right Time to rock the country scene Miles Road, we talked all night Was getting pretty interesting must have been fake when he leaned in and said Is this he taking? A flirty look in his eye Is this he taking? Glad I got stuck with him on this ride Is this he taking? Oh my, my, my Yeah, I'm stuck with him on this ride Ride We pulled into the station Didn't want to say goodbye when he grabbed that cab, I jumped right in and said Is this he taking? A flirty look in my eye Is this he taking? Glad I got stuck with him on this ride Is this he taking? Oh my, my, my